never really rode a motorcycle that handled great. I mean, my Cowies, we had a glimpse of like greatness and felt pretty good. Got a couple of top fives, but like I was just so hungry, you know, like I'm a 17 year old, 18 year old kid that jumped on the factory Harley Davidson Vance Hines bike. And you're like, you know, let's, let's get it on. Episode 86, Tank Slapping Podcast. Back at it, got another good guest lined up on the other side of the mic. Whether or not you love it, it's Robbie Bobby McClendon. What's up, man? Kaka, kaka. Having a good time until USA got beat in the freaking team pursuit speed skating. But other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah, that is a shame. Um, hopefully we sleep well tonight knowing that that went down. But um, good guest, bro. He's sitting right next to me. We've We've all spent some time together rummaging around Pensacola and Jared Vanderkoy. Jared, what's up, man? Uh, just hanging out here in Florida, having a good time. And uh, finally got, I mean, it took 86 episodes, but we're on. So, uh, yeah, looking to have a good time tonight. <laughs> oh, Rob. Yeah, we've we've done some excursions in Pensacola, dude. Uh, me, you, J-Rod, Brandon. Um, golly, dude, no, B-Rob bitched out. He talking oh, about the car. The what? What even was that? What was that? Was that legal? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. It was. I wouldn't know if it wasn't. It was. It was definitely gray. So, long story short, um, my ex-wife's mom, who is my mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, who I still, you know, communicate with, we're cool and all. Um, they shut down their car lot, and I had to basically repost slash evacuate some vehicles and there was is i called it the redneck gone in 60 seconds because they were all just like shit pile cars and we had like i think the one night we had like four or five of us and then we only had to take them what like five minutes down the road but we were like pushing them we were freaking one didn't like, have brakes yeah didn't have brakes so we're using the car in front of them to slam it to slow them down and like we didn't give a crap about any of them, but obviously they were all had dead batteries and probably no fuel. And so what was supposed to be like an hour took like into like, what was it? Like two in the morning. Legal or uh, not. Good times. Legal or not. Through the I hood. Mean, you, you told me to turn my flashlight off. So that made me pretty nervous. He's like, we're, we're back here. and we're, I don't know if we're supposed to be. So <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we couldn't do it at noon instead of midnight, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was legal but no flashlights and after hours like, okay uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and the, and the car you're about to drive has no brakes so uh just be careful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's an emergency breaker jam that baby into the park uh well, i forgot about that a lot of cool stuff i want to talk about with jared we have him on the pod it took 86 episodes but we got him on and uh yeah a lot of stuff i want to chat with him about and robbie bobby as well before we get too far into it i want to make sure we shout out these sponsors and make it happen week in and week out our title sponsor mission foods stoked to have them on board uh they do so much for the sport of flat track and really support our podcast so just want to give them a shout out and if you can support support those that support us and, and go buy your mission foods products big shout out to bell power sports the whole crew at bell check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products we say it every episode, but if you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. 
Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. A few beers in, guys. Just uh, anytime we do a Vanderkoy episode, it's like mandatory to drink beer. So we're, we're a couple of brewskis in. Uh, Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Great lineup of motorcycles. Go check out a dealership near you. Test ride a bike. And big shout out again to uh, Indian for supporting our show. Moto America. March 10th to 12th, Daytona International Speedway and the return of the Daytona 200. <clears throat> Go check out the action during Daytona Bike Week. If you can't be there live, make sure you subscribe to the Live Plus package. $89.99 for the season or $12.99 per event. They do a really good job with their live coverage. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great thing they have going over there, Chuck and Wayne. And I'm pumped for Daytona. Me and Jared were just talking about we're going to head over there and, and watch our boy Frankie and uh, a bunch of other people race the baggers. And uh, the 200 is going to be epic. We talked about it in the last show. So make sure you check them out. Moto America, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch and 17-inch tires, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. Check out their website at DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. And Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Uh, Jerry keeps us going. Uh, Jared J Rod is a Jerry Stinchfield sponsored rider, man. So um, as as am I. Yeah, Jerry does a lot for so many riders in the sport and just keeps us going. So shout out to Jerry for for just yeah be, being the heartbeat of the sport. We really appreciate it. But a lot of stuff to talk about, man. I guess kind of the first thing I wanted to generally speak about before we get into the Jared interview is. I saw somewhere, I forget somebody asked me or I read it somewhere that somebody said, why do we, why do we even ride twins in flat track? Like, why don't we just go make it all singles? Cause the singles class seems to be growing and, you know, you can buy single, you know, you can buy motocross bikes. Uh, they're easily accessible at dealerships. What's the point of riding twins? Like why is the twins class the premier class? And I wanted to ask you, Rob, what are your thoughts on that? And how important is it that we, we keep the twins class, the premier kind of class? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I like, I like both ideas, but realistically, if I were, if you're asking me as far as preserving the sport, I always have to have a twins class as, as the premier class. Now I did like it. If I, I loved it a few years back where you had to ride singles and twins, but that wouldn't really work in this day and age because, you know, Indian's not going to pay Briar to ride a KTM, you know what I mean? But I think, uh, um, I do like, I just love the idea of four fifties too, man. So as far as a fan though, you can't, I, I wouldn't, I would not go to a national if it was only, or if the twins were there. I don't, I don't know how you would even do that anyway. I just, I don't know. Cause there's the parking lots of all the nationals are filled with probably 90% Harleys even over Indians and well, there's probably a lot of Indians now, but I see like, <laughs> I see a lot of, uh, I see a lot of like at the hotel at Springfield and some other places. I see a lot of Indian motorcycles parked in the parking lot, which is, it's crazy. Like it's, it, you didn't really see that. It was like a, an all Harley crowd pretty much, you know? So it's actually really cool yeah. to see uh, diversity there. And I, I don't know, like, I think the history of the sport what makes flat track unique is that are those twins still in their motorcycles? You know, it's, it's such a unique part of the sport and it's like in MotoGP. I mean, you can't, 
can't necessarily, well, you can't, you can't go out and buy a MotoGP bike. Um, and that's the highest level of road racing. So I just think it's important. It's essential that we kind of try and preserve that as much as we can. I mean, I think the twins are, it's just what makes the sport unique. You know, you grow up and your goal is to always, you know, race a twin cylinder motorcycle at the highest level. And as a fan, it's just different seeing a 450 go around the track than a twin going around the track. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, but I wanted to kind of address it just, just to see what your thoughts were. Uh, Vanderclay, any thoughts on that? Uh, I guess seeing the twin motorcycles are pretty cool to me as far as it's unique. Uh, like you can't go to your local dealership and buy the, the MotoGP um, package, you know, like it's built uh, to the best of your capabilities. And, and that's what I like about it. I like watching MotoGP and like Moto1, stuff like that, Moto2, Moto3. Those guys, like their bikes are built to a certain standard where you just can't, you can't buy that. And uh, that's what I kind of like about the twins class. Um, the singles class is badass. I like it. Um, it's getting more and more competitive ever since I was in it. I was only in there for one year in 2014, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of the guys are actually moving down as far as going back to it and, uh, you know, making a living with it. You know, the manufacturers are starting to come in. They weren't there when I was there. Uh, you had more of like a Parkinson brothers racing team when I was there. That was the big team. Now you got the factory Red Bull KTM, you got, you know, the Turner Hondas, you have Essence and Yamaha. So getting way more diverse and it's it's actually really fun to watch yeah it's actually crazy we talked about it but there's more factory rides at the singles level than there is anywhere else there's more factory seats available with salaries so that's kind of why you see uh see a bunch of guys riding or staying in that singles class but at the end of the day i mean the fans come like they want to see the twins go around at lima they want to see the twins go 140 down the straightaway at springfield and I think it's important we keep that aspect of the sport as well. But with that being said, uh, one more thing I wanted to kind of just address briefly, because I mean, fuck, we're a flat track based podcast and it wouldn't be good if we didn't. Um, singles on the mile kind of heard the rumor. It's kind of funny when we had Dallas on, we, we talked about singles on the mile and neither one of us had any idea that this was at the time that we, I mean, we kind of maybe, it's always a possibility they were going to bring them back. But uh, a week later they, they announced that they're bringing singles back to Springfield, Rob thoughts, man. What are your thoughts, dude? Loaded, loaded should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, um, let me see, I'll give you three different perspectives, I guess, from like a, a fan. I think it's awesome because there's, I mean, shit. Even I remember seeing one picture with Shane, I think Vandercourt might've been in it. What was like eight wide at the finish line. So as a fan, how could you not like that? Uh, I'm not that. I'm not that old, like, Rob. <laughs> I don't remember, man. I'm I'm old, so bear with me. And I'm tuned up too, man. You guys are over there drinking without me, so I had to play catch up. And I think I, I think I passed you both, maybe, but we're still hanging in there. But uh, <laughs> but uh, hold on. We we're talking about four fifties on the mile. So yeah, as a fan, like hell yeah. Um. And then, so as like friends of all my riders, cause I mean, I feel like just about everybody out there I get along with for the most part. So, you know, I get scared cause you know, there's a lot of uh, testosterone floating around, I guess, or a lot of, uh, you know, hormones, testosterone, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it's kind of sketchy in that aspect. And then, you know, as, as a team mechanic, you know, 
I get we get to be guys that have to put the beat shit back together because Springfield is is pretty hard on our equipment, as we all know. So that's my two cents, man. Whether you want it or not, you got it. Yeah, and I'm doing uh, the uh, AFT takeover thing on Instagram today. And somebody, one of the fans asked me, like, hey, what are your thoughts on the miles, singles on the mile? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I should address that on uh, on the Instagram page today. I mean, it's it's no secret. I'm not a fan of it. I just, um, I've had, you know, Shana, my family out there on the on the mile. And, and uh, with that being said, I just, I understand the need for it, like, it's kind of, it's kind of different that they run everywhere. They run other miles. So if you're going to make that argument, then why, why do we let them race Sacramento or, you know, the red mile or, you know, things like that. So I guess you can make that argument, but it's just Springfield is such an easy track to ride. Like it's, it's easy to go fast. Like it's smooth. The corners are basically straightaways. You, then you have the straightaways and, um, so, it you know what? A though? lot of what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say. Think sorry, and I totally interrupted you. But this You're is good? What I thought that, that I was talking about, and and I almost got into a big Facebook argument, and I was like, you know what? Now I got. I'm trying to be better person about that, and I'm failing every day. But <laughs> um, so we, I think the best thing is to see if is there somebody around that like the Jared Mees ride the road taxes at Springfield. Because there, a lot of people hold the argument that, well, you just got to hold the single wide open around there and not lift. But I know for a fact, I've talked to guys that rode road taxes before. I think Jason Tyres even told me he used to run his Darcy road tax around there wide open. Um, so I think what it's... is, and I'm not, I'm not arguing about it. I'm just curious, why is it safer to ride a road tax full throttle and not a 450? And then they say, well, they blow up, but. I know for a fact I've blown up a few rotexes in my time too, so everything blows up. So go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, dude, I don't. It's for me, and I don't. This might not be a popular opinion, but I feel like the DTX bikes on tracks like that it sort of evens the playing field a lot because, like, they just don't handle very good. Like, they're not we're not they're not made to flat track. It's no secret. So, like, they're kind of dancing around a lot in the corner where, like you can't really race through the corner as hard as you could on like a Rotex or a twin, like, cause they handle better. Like the power is one thing people look at the power, but I look at the handling of those DTX bikes and you kind of pitch them in, they kind of hop around a little bit. They dance in the corner and it allows guys to kind of, it, it creates more of a pack. Like then you, cause you didn't see that close a pack racing when you watch the, um, the Rotex on the mile or, people talk about the 883s and, and they were like kind of sketchy and everybody was close on 883s, but there still was separation in the packs. Like if you had 18 guys in the 80, in an 883 race, most of the time there are three or four packs that like separated, you know, based on skill, what the four fifties at Springfield, there's no separation. Like you're, there's going to be 16, however many people they take in the main, they're all going to be in a pack. Um, and it just, it just kind of sucks, man, because, it's just one, one chain comes off one flat tire, you know, mid pack. And it's, it's just, it's sketchy. Like, it's just, uh, it's just tough. You know, I, it's one of the things that I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. Um, like I said, I understand the need for it. I understand that we should be running these four fifties everywhere. It's professional racing. So I did talk to some people about it and I think they're going to have like the uncle, 
the Uncle Brian talk. Brian Smith's going to go in and talk to him, kind of like Chris Carr used to do back in the day. And I think that's good. I think having somebody to kind of like give these guys some knowledge or these riders just what's proper on a mile, because a lot of these kids don't know it. Um, it's not like they run a lot of miles as amateurs. You know, I'm thankful they have the uh, amateur nationals back on the mile, but and then at the same time, like if there are sketchy moves out there, if somebody's riding like a dick, uh, they need to penalize them. Like, you know, they, they, they're so quick to just have that talk with them. Hey, you really can't do that. It's like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it again. Cause I didn't really get in trouble. So if you start penalizing these riders for swerving or late breaking, if you penalize, you know, a 16, 18 year old kid, if you say, Hey, you're going to lose six spots or you're going to lose eight seconds they're not going to ride like dicks anymore because they don't want to lose spots. Um, so I think they need to be more strict with the rule book on how to ride a mile. Like we don't have front brakes. There's no runoff. Um, and there's a lot of people that do sketchy shit on the mile. So if, if they start penalizing and putting the fear of God that these kids are going to get penalized, I mean, it's pretty sad that they're more worried about getting penalized than they are crashing on the mile. But if you put that fear of God in them that they're going to get penalized, I think that might, uh, might change the etiquette on the miles a little bit, but uh, Vanderco, any, any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah. You know, the singles on the mile to my, uh, standard, I've never actually had it on there except for like a Sacramento or the mega mile, which was obviously you won any mile. I won any mile. Yeah. I won any mile on uh Floyd Taps bike, the old car we pulled through. Um, but man, Sacramento is just one of those things where, it takes a lot of experience and I mean I'm 23 years old now I've been in the twins class for I think it's my sixth year already and it's kind of crazy to think saying I'm that young but I'm still learning on the mile like I still have so much to learn compared to even Briar let alone Mies or Smith or something like that um, but going to like Springfield it does take that factor in of there ain't much separation to where that's kind of a the where you get on other tracks you know where you can slip a groove and lose some time or um, but so I'm kind of nervous about Springfield a little bit, but let alone the twins on, but on a single. So yeah, like, like you guys said earlier, we have a lot of friends out there and, uh, we just don't want to see no one get hurt. There you have it. Some insight from the boys. Uh, we'll move on to just chatting with J-Rod a little bit, man. So, uh, Rob, you have any questions, anything you want to talk about with Jared, like his early years or amateur stuff? We, we don't really talk about this stuff too much, but, um, Anything that stands out from uh, Vanderkoy as an amateur for you? No, I don't even think I knew him as an amateur, to be pretty honest. I mean, I knew who he was, but I don't think he ever really liked me, even even to this day. So I'm not sure uh, on that. Okay. <laughs> but we still keep our Yeah, distance. I do have a – hold on, I'm walking past my kid that's got the TV up at, like, Mach 7. Which one? Sneak back to Sneak back in my little which of um, your which of your seven kids has the TV turned up to now? Uh, Colton. And there's five. Which Colton? <laughs> <laughs> which Colton? <laughs> um, yeah. So no, uh, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, man, we gotta like give Jared some flack because we kind of we kind of rip on everybody a little bit, but man, let's talk about the clutch usage, Jared, specifically on the Harleys. <laughs> yeah i mean uh do you want to get do you want to get a good start or do you want to take off in seventh and stay there you know like do you want to at least get in that top three and try to fight for it and 
had that risk, I guess. I, I guess that was my fight, you know. Uh, we actually, <laughs> I mean, I even have truck clutch problems on the, the Indians right now. And uh, which, you know, um, when Joe Cop helped, Joe Cop helped us out on the Harleys there for a while. And he's like, you know, maybe get like a, a sixth place start instead of a, you know, a third place start and like finish the race. And I'm like, I'd rather take off in third and end up sixth and take off in sixth and end up ninth. So, you know, like you just had to take off that much better. And I was just like, hey, it works. You act like there's like a $5,000 hole shot award or something, though. If there was, I had a like, few of them. Oh, man, like if there was, I'd, be, I'd retire, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying, Jared. You got 35 laps to get it done. You don't need to win the first corner race. That's the thing. I get the hell of a start. I put my fast on the back of the seat, and I last about five laps. The thing is, if you if you get off the line in sixth, you have to pass. Let's just say Meese, Briar, Brandon, Sammy. I mean, <laughs> there's a guys you probably want to start ahead of. Like, I mean. And it gives you a better chance if you're starting in front of them than bl- trying to pass all them guys. It's like, uh, anyway, the, the Harleys have uh, clutch issues from what I understand, right? The XGs? Uh, typically on me. <laughs> oh, just you. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I, I always did a, a second, third year start and really ran the clutch out. Uh, I don't think Dalton had too much issues. Fair Nobody had issues. You, you single-handedly ruined the Vance and Hines budget. um well i wanted to talk about kind of like i don't know you a lot from you are quiet you were a quiet kid man like you're a quiet amateur you kind of remind me of your brother kill switch he's kind of quiet it's kind of that was you i don't know what happened like somewhere over the over the years you just weren't quiet anymore and now he's this is our our finished product of the of uh, jared but um what i remember you was uh riding an aprilia twin at circleville and you were like probably 12 years old and Jared, he's like, probably was like 90 pounds. And he goes out on this Aprilia DTX twin at 12 years oh old. Boy. I'm like, Oh, that's like, that's bold. That's bold. And, uh, you actually rode it really good. Like he's probably like, you were, you were like riding it pretty good, but then what you crashed it, you said. Yeah. I ended up crashing it. It was, uh, the Lloyd brothers gave me their 550, uh, V twin, uh, Aprilia twin. And, I was like, I was going pretty damn good on it. And I was having a blast. And I came in off the first session. I'm like, dad, this thing is badass. Like, you know, like, I think I can get used to this. And he's like, you know, just kind of keep it easy. You know, this ain't our bike. Next session. I mean, we're still in practice. They just watered it. I lay the thing down. Someone runs over my bike, breaks their arm. Like, it was a a big ordeal. I think I, that thing was about total. The, The radiators, subframe, pipe, everything was gone on it. And I think that was the last time a wood brother gave me a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my earliest memory. And then obviously like your singles career, I remember like in the mile you pitted like next to me that day that you won. And I kept asking you like, Hey man, how's the track? Like, like whatever. And you'd, you'd give me like the uh, little insight on the track and things like that. And, and then your rookie year, I think Daytona, you ended up, uh, you were fast as hell. Like you fast qualify or something, or you were up in the, you won your heat uh, race. I was up in the top five, won my heat. Yeah. yeah. As a rookie, Daytona short track, won your heat race. So you came onto it really quick and you adapted really well at a young age. Um, what do you think set you up for like that success at such a young age? I mean, you jumped up in the twins and you were, 
consistently making main events. I want to say you were maybe you had a top five as a rookie. Um, that's a, it's really hard to do. Um, what, what gave you that confidence coming through? Like, I mean, what, what helped you with that? I guess not knowing, honestly, like I just went out and raced my motorcycle and not, you didn't think about the political stuff or nothing like that. Like we were just racing my motorcycle, just me and my dad and a couple of sponsors, you know, I had help from Don's Kawasaki and they gave me all the confidence in the world what to do. And uh, we went to Daytona in 2015. I was still 16 years old and whole shotted uh, my heat race and somehow held on for 10 laps without crashing it. I remember tucking the front end so bad every lap in turn one. And uh, yeah, made the dash. I think I got third, punted knees. Didn't know what the hell I was doing out there, like riding way over my head. I think I got like 16th in the main event or something. But yeah, finishing out that whole year, it was just kind of a learning curve. Like we, we ended up putting a lot in the main events and um, raced with Corey at uh, Delaware. Um, he won his heat. I, I remember about high siding off his rear tire at least six to nine times. I thought that was Sacramento. <laughs> well, that too. That was my rookie year as well. Yeah, definitely not the, the smartest riding. Um, I, I wouldn't even say I do that today, but uh, yeah, lots of learned and still a lot more to go. Yeah, yeah, it's That's been nice. been quite the journey, man. Rob, uh, talk about the Harley days with Jared. Like you, you worked with them a little bit. Um, talk about those days a little bit. Any, anything that stands yeah. up? No, just you know, I mean, always admired how much you know, effort and how much you wanted to win. Cause you could see the emotion. Jared's pretty easy to read in a lot of senses because he's always in a good mood. But if he's not, you can tell, like, he's not, like, emotional, emotional, but you can see, like, in his eyes, he gets, like, serious. So, like, when it's time to not fuck with him. But, uh, I mean, the only, Harley specifically, the only thing I remember is just, you know, him changing clutches, you know, just about – or his guy. But, uh, um, no, bad. All good. Still, still to this day, I, I mean, enjoy even on the Indians, it was fun. Every start on the Indian, every start on the the Harley, it's it's a clutch. So we go through a clutch every time. But uh, I remember going uh, with the Harleys, and like I'd keep the same setup all day long. I'd tweak it here and there. And you had Dalton's bike. I, I swore you took the motor out in between sessions and just flipped it upside down and back just to put it back in and go the the same exact time. And I'm like, Rob. Like we're doing what we, we, we can right now. Like we got to change more than just eccentrics. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm, I mean, was, we're always doing something it seems like, but. How about the time at Springfield mile with the, the preload on the front end? <laughs> yeah. That was before I got there though. That was another guy, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, we won't say who it was. Yeah. It was funny. I was, I was walking by. I don't remember. I think I might have been helping Sam, Sammy. No, because Sammy's on Harley too. Then I think I don't remember who I was there with, or maybe we were there from Sing. Was it? What year was that, Jared? I want to say 2019. Oh yeah, so I was there just because it was with Dalton, but we didn't ride the mile. So uh, I, uh, I was no, we did ride Springfield Mile. We blew up or something. Damn, I don't anyway, long story short, whenever it was, um you were telling me you're having front end like vagueness or something. And I saw where, you know, your fork travel wasn't a lot and, uh, you had a lot of preload in it or whatever. And, um, they were a standard CBR F4I fork, which I'm very familiar with my, with road racing stuff. And, uh, 
So I just like, well, hey, well, just just casually, I don't, even, I wasn't like telling you what to do, but I think we, I was just like, yeah, well, maybe just think about this. And man, I got my head snapped off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> By who? I was like, damn. Who? Who? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no, we're fine now. We're cool. That's funny. But uh, no, it was Gene. It was Gene. He was focused. I mean, obviously, you know, I think. I think, you know, it was a typical day where y'all had all three riders. So like everybody was like scrambling, you know, trying to, cause it's such a big effort. And, uh, and I could tell he was frustrated about something after the fact, but I was just like, Oh, all right, well, fuck you then. See ya. <laughs> and, well, and I didn't dude, think he liked me for a while, but. They've thrown a lot of good riders on those XGs. Like initially it was B Rob, cool Beth, Jake Johnson. Then they threw, Oh man. Um, Sammy, Smith, Dalton, anybody else? Yeah. Boy. Fisher. So they've thrown a lot of good riders on those bikes. And consistently, you've been the guy. Like you've had, you would always finish better in the points, right? Than all of those Nash former champions, um, well established riders. Um, you seem to gel better with that XG than very very accomplished riders in our sport uh what do you think that reason was man like um i personally think that like those other guys they've ridden so many other great motorcycles that they were not entitled but like they they uh they weren't pushing as hard because they were frustrated and um for you it's just like you just rode the thing like you have to like you're the young guy you gotta perform or you're not gonna have a job you know next year or whatever so what what are your thoughts on it i say you hit it on the head there i mean i i didn't know what a great motorcycle <clears throat> felt like um i never rode really very like timely on an xr you know nothing like definitely not an rs but never really rode a motorcycle that handled great i mean my cowies we had glimpse of like greatness and felt pretty good got a couple top fives but like I was just so hungry, you know, like I'm a 17 year old, 18 year old kid that jumped on the factory Harley Davidson Vance Hines bike. And you're like, you know, let's, let's get it on. But man, I, I spent three years with them and I honestly wouldn't change a thing. You know, Terry gave me a great three years. It was fun, but uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like I had something to prove. And uh, I mean, I still do, I still do with uh, Jerry and Roosters and team, but it was uh, definitely a try hard time that time where uh, Smith was like towards the end of his career, Howard the same, you know, Dalton was, I feel like he was in my boat, you know, we, we kind of split back and back, back and forth and uh, he would have a good result. I would have a good result, you know, and um, yeah, you know, I finished pretty good. I, I think we did six in the championship one year and I was happy with that. You know, it was, we're kind of like the under, underdog team that people expect a lot out of. So uh, I was happy for my three years there. And then the Indian, the Indian deal came along and was that something that you had planned at the end of your Harley deal or how did that whole deal come along with the Indian motorcycle? Um, and did you ride an Indian prior to signing that deal or, uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually, before furthering my contract with Vance and Heinz for my third year, I had an offer to go ride the Indian motorcycle with uh, Jerry Stenchfield. And uh, I wanted I wanted to stick with my guns, you know, with Terry Vance. He treated me good for those two years, and I was uh, still still wanting something to prove, I guess you could say. And uh, 
was having fun still, you know, that, and uh, after that third year, I figured, hey, you know, this is the time for a change. We didn't really improve that much more than the year previous. So Jerry was, you know, very thankful to give me another uh, contract. And uh, I'd say we, we, we dabbed with a, an Indian every now and again at a test here and there. Um, I don't know who owned the Indian, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we wrote a few of them at a test and, uh, and uh, compared lap times and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, you know, if you want to get, you know, to be great or uh, make your bike better say, Hey, you know, you got to ride the best bike out there to, to, to try it out. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the way. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's some good insight. I got myself another drink. I just texted uh, Renshaw. I said, hey, bring me in uh, Vanderclay. Two more beers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so anyway, here we are now. Um guess uh hey some... when when are they getting married that's all i know because i With heard Jared? Jen's pregnant so i want to know when they're getting married yep yep yeah no her birthday was last night and uh <laughs> i think she hasn't crammed so we just went to bed um be the first to congratulate you too um well we do have some fan questions we'll, we'll get to them in a minute but um thoughts on the new rules man restricted harley i mean sorry restricted indian um it affects you because you're on an indian yeah. so have you tested with the new rules package a and b what do you uh, think it'll do to the landscape of the super twins class ah man this is a tough you know thing because you don't want to speak your mind <laughs> you don't want to throw aft under the bus you don't want to you know throw anything like that but uh we, I have everybody not, goes under the bus. Yeah, I have not rode uh, the restricted Indian yet. Um, sounds pretty baffled. Um, I know the dyno numbers, they're pretty fucking shit. Um, so we're, I think we're definitely going to struggle. I had to struggle last year, you know, being the, the big guy of the class. Um, I raced with the, the Yamaha when it gets a, it whole shots it from the fourth row and uh, they're in front of you in the first corner, but. It's, it, it was hard to draft last year, let alone, um, I think, coming up this year. But, uh, man, J.D. had a really good year last year. I mean, I'll give that to him. He rode good. He had a lot of heart. Um, but, man, on the on the cushion tracks, he he did not perform. I, I think that's just him as a rider. Um, he might change that you this year. You just say he does? Yeah, J.D. sucks. Like, I don't even know why someone gives him a ride. Like, I'd rather ride a super bike than he would, but <laughs> – uh, no, but you know, Jay's a great rider. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, I think he he was consistent, man. I mean, I remember New York short track, a slick ass short track, and he came rolling by me, Robinson, Bauman, like the CTEX line, yeah, on the bottom. He's on he's on this flat bottom slick ass line, and I'm like, well, Yamaha can't be that bad. It sounded sicker than hell, freaking spitter and sputtering with the trash control, but um. <sighs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm all against the the rules. Honestly, it's uh I felt like he was very competitive last year. Um, Colby struggled a little bit here and there on the clay tracks, but man, the TTs and the the, the cushion tracks, he actually did well. So it's like, is the Yamaha very that bad in our class? Um, 
I'm trying not to throw too much shade, but I'll, I'll just put it out there. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. You know, it's, um, I'm, I'm honestly baffled with words. It's just kind of to the point where thanks, dude, I appreciate it. A little beer run. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, it's, 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 it's disappointing. Dude. It's disappointing. It's disgrading to Indian and, you know, SNS for putting all the work into my team roof systems. You know, they went out, I think Jerry owns seven damn Indians. Like, so with these restrictors, we had to change exhaust, cams, pistons, heads, like all this stuff. How much money is that per motorcycle to be competitive in this series now? And, um, but I think the Yamaha was competitive last year. And I think they're just wanting more manufacturers in the sport, which totally agree. But, you know, I think they want certain champions and, you know, I think they're, they're trying to change it. Yeah, no, it's, it's good, man. It's good to get some thoughts on that. And yeah, it's going to definitely change the landscape. And I've, I heard the uh, Instagram reel Briar put up and sounded different, man. It just, it just did. So it's a bummer, but we'll see, we'll see what, uh, how it shapes up and go from there. I'm glad I, again, like I said, I'm glad I don't have to make any of those rule decisions. And to be honest, I'm glad I'm not riding an Indian this year. So, um, yeah, so we'll see Rob. I, uh, any insight on that or before we go to, I have some fan questions I wanted to, to chime in. No, I mean, just what Jared said, you know, the main thing, like, I don't own any Indians, so I can't, like, I don't have any, like, heartfelt, emotional, you know, comments about it, but I can understand someone like Jerry who does own, you know, seven or more and uh, having to change up, you know, cams, exhaust, because that stuff ain't free, and whether or not he's got a lot of money or a little bit of money, you know, you multiply that by seven, that adds up. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to see other manufacturers consistently being able to win. Um, you know, not saying they can't, not saying JD's not or anything else like that. Just, you know, I'd like to see, we got to have just another podcast because I'm going to be able to focus on this for sure. But I, I do want to see uh, some rule changes, like thorough class changes. Boom. I'm going to put it out there. That's my goal. If AFT wants my opinion, they're going to have to pay me $12 and I'll tell them how to fix everything. Per, per idea or just for the whole thing? No, I'm sorry. I thought I was sound like some of those guys I argue with online where, you know, we got to, everybody's got to be on a 250 framer. Uh, we need to bring two strokes back. Did you That'll see that? Everything. That post that it's like that one guy, he had this long thing about structuring his own series. And the basis of it was he wanted to run two strokes. And so weird. It was like, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, I barely read it, but it was like that's that's not. The, no, that's not I I would have probably like punched. Yeah, I probably would have punched my TV. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, here's my quick ideas, and then we'll go to there. Okay, you ready for this? Uh, I have two different uh, ideas. Yeah, yeah, let's go. So, I like 450, the single class. I like the Premier Twins. I like the Production Twins, but Premier Twins phases into Production Engines. Production twins is like modified street bike chassis. You get to do the suspension, you can put wheels on it, stuff like that, but you have to run a production engine and a production chassis, and it's going to be homologated to, you know, like, let's say 80 horsepower. You know what I mean? Like every manufacturer makes like a middleweight 
naked bike. Boom. You got Did you say stock frames? Look how many factories. Yeah, dude. You can, I mean, granted, that's the whole point. They're not supposed to be as good as like a J&M or a C&J. But look yeah, at the old 883. They handled like shit. Is this 883 what? coming back? No, there's 80, they don't make 883s. I'm talking like Triumph Street, like street right. three-cylinder, 675 cc's. So production your, chassis, like get your triumph ready yeah, for me, then, dude. Dude, it needs a lot. Like cut the seat on that thing because I couldn't fucking touch on it when I went to sit on it. I couldn't touch on it. Shit, I think B Rob was tippy toed on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I get it. Like that's not a. I mean, I don't like the. I don't like the uh, stock frame thing because I mean, stock frames on some tracks handle like shit, and that kind of puts the frame Whoa. companies out of business a little bit. But. uh but uh, the other stuff I like, yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to say like stock 450s. I've seen that idea floating around and I, I don't like that idea at all. Um, uh, I think this, the more stock based clashes you go, the easier it is or the more people cheat like with stock bikes. It's like this PW50 well, and- bullshit I'm involved in. Good Lord, man. It's like there's so many well, like did it. tricks and That's tips that like, have relations. Well, think about next time you want to take Amber into the back room. Be like, oh crap, more Pee Wee problems. The hardest nope. part is we have to explain to Corey that a Gemco downpipe is not stock. Like, dude, you can't have that on the bike. <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> it does uh, look cool. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait till we're out of the 50 class and we, we just started. Um, anyway, good good stuff. Maybe we'll touch upon that here in a little bit. But I wanted to get a couple of these fan questions in. Um I'll ask, I'll actually ask Rob this one first and then I'll go to Jared. Uh, this person asked okay. Jared, but I'm going to ask you first, who is the worst person to pit next to? Like, have you ever been at an AFT race and you're pitted next to somebody that like, it was, it wasn't the move, like not ideal. Man, you know, I'm not at an AFT race. No, but I've been like, uh, like before it was Moto America, but, uh, these dudes had, I forget the name of the team. It was like a decently sized funded team, you know, like, you know, two or three bikes type team. But dude, it's like they had the loudest fucking generator in the world and they had to shit aim in our way. So like we almost went to blow city because uh, I went and turned this fucking generator back towards him and rolled it towards his shit. So, but I would imagine another like bad one would be like somebody that's like, like shows up the track and never has a fucking thing like, you know, it's one thing to be like, hey, man, I don't have a 47, you know, yeah, I'll let you bar sprocket, but, you know, like all day long, like bar and tools and this and, hey, will you fix this and fix that? But I don't know. I, I, specifically think, what we're looking for, to, I think what we're looking for is a name here. Like, who who is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I haven't had anybody ask me for shit. Like, I'm at Vance behind, so, like, I just give everybody whatever they want straight out of the semi. <laughs> Jared Stash. Man, I, I need an to say. Talk, I got you. That was kind of a lame answer, but I would kind of have to say, like, uh, the hard part for me was, like, pit next to, like, a Henry Wiles, you know? Like, he's just, like, non-associable. Like, unless you want to talk about him, like, it was just kind of like, hey, like, ah, like, I don't want to, like, you don't ask for a freaking flat tip screwdriver from him. Like, it's just, you just you just stay on your side. Like you don't even breathe on that side of the pit area. Like, Oh, you're talking like a teammate. 
Yeah, no, not even a teammate, dude. Just whoever. Just, just like, whoever. Who don't you want to pit near? Like when the pit maps come out and you look at it, you're like, fuck, I'm next to that guy. Man, I've uh I've never pitted next to Henry, I don't think. So I couldn't I got I still don't know I don't really know him that well. So I don't know. No, that was my that was my kind of guy. Like I don't I didn't want to pit next to Henry because I've always felt like we had beef for no reason. Like who is your dude? Mm. Is it Corey? Yeah, you know what I was about <laughs> to say. Yeah, because like well, for fun, he knows this, but I always like give him these like super stare downs or like I'll make a funny Instagram grizzly bear video, but, but like, like, yeah, man, like, Hey man, Rob, come help me change out these fucking eccentrics on my forks like 4,800 <laughs> times. I don't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Rob, my throttle won't turn, man. I don't know what's wrong. Or, Oh no. And my best is he's always got a brake issue. He told me the other day he's got a brake issue. All right. And relax. Then relax. We're, <laughs> you, relax. No, you want, Jared wanted specifics. <laughs> no master Freaking. mechanics over here. <laughs> I don't For, know. Friggin' Virginia, Corey like goes out and tries to set the lap record, then he like skids across the start finish line and has to push it off the track or drag it off. Somebody asked me uh, on the uh, AFT takeover today if uh, if I'm scared of the singles class, and I was uh, trying to dig up the photo or video of me in the 30 rider pile up from Atlanta. I couldn't find it, so I said, "Fuck it, I'm not answering this question." <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind pitting. I don't fucking care who I'm pitted next to, but I hate when people like spread their shit out all over the pits and like I can't like park my van or like I don't know, people that like don't that are, like just aren't curious on space really, but I don't have like a specific person really. Like um obviously like if I don't like somebody, I don't want to be near them all day. I like to like you like to be casual with people and say what's up and chat and stuff. So if I'm pitted next to like Dan Bromley I'm not gonna go like bro out with him so um I like to pit near like I like being near Shana because I can go bother her throughout the day or um feel like I'm a factory rider I can just go hang out underneath the tent and just pretend I'm cool so sometimes that's always fun but nobody specific really just people that spread their shit out like d-bags so now you get to hang out in the factory Indian you can probably go take a dump in their semi too <laughs> I'm yeah, I mean, they... Hines. I'm going to walk up in there and pretend like I'm talking to somebody and just come out a few minutes later. Gary sponsors the pod, so I'll just be like, hey, man, this is part of our contract. I get to use your uh, bathroom, so... Yep. That, that's what I miss the most about the Vance and Hines rig. It's just AC. You don't have to be in a porter pot. Like, you just... You do your own thing. Oh. Like, no matter how long you're in there, like, give me a newspaper. It's so nice. It was, uh, the, it was the best when they had the Renegade and the Semi. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple, I got two more here on this, this deal. Um, I don't know if we can ask this, but, um, favorite strip club. You're, you're, you, you were a big strip club guy, right? Yeah. When I turned 18, 19, like even before that, like, uh, I was actually in one when I was 17, but, uh, even when I, I, I just got my license, I used to drive my cousins around hammered all the time, just, yeah, I'd sleep in the car. I wasn't old enough to get in. Like they would like wake me up and it's like 2 30 in the morning. They're like, we're going to the next one. All right. I thought it was cool back then. You know, I got to hang out with my older cousins and uh drive them around. But uh I've been to quite a few, you know. Uh there's some in Ashland, Ohio that we've been to. Um, that's pretty good. What's uh, the names? Wanna wanna drop them a drop my plug on the pot here? <laughs> I don't I can I honestly can't think of it. Uh 
Somebody Springfield's person, good. The, the person that asked this question, they said if it's not golden nugget, you're lying. Yeah, the golden nugget, like I, I mean, what I kind of got the girlfriend. Nugget? I kind of got the girlfriend now, so I didn't. I never went back and got a lap dance, but I, uh, I, I scoped them out for sure. <laughs> I scoped them out and I paid for the dances. How about that? I enjoyed them through the through the front room. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Jared's the one that falls in love. But in, in, Nash, in Nashville, so Ohio, you if you're ever at a Steve Nash race in Nashville, Ohio, go to the top hat. Jared's the one that sits them down. They're, he's getting ready to get a dance, and he's like, "You know, you're better than this. You can do better. Come on, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're so pretty. Let me, let me save you. They're always going to college and trying to make it. <laughs> um, last way." Last fan question you will do on this one is uh what would you be doing for what would you be doing if you weren't racing? Like what would your job be? I would have to say just like a maintenance man somewhere because like I'm not gonna sit at a desk. Like I can't do that. I, I barely know how to use my iPhone. Um you can yeah. work at a D and D cycle. I see Hell, how much yeah. I, I see how much Rob messes around. So I, that'd be a perfect job for me. Like you don't have to be there. No, you do have to show up. That's why Murr got fired. And, and Dink loves me. <laughs> Murr got fired? Dink does love you, yeah. What does Murr do now? Well, we just – we just, dude, Murr hasn't worked for us since, like, long ago. What did you no, say, like – No, he didn't like, get fired. You we said, just, hey, like, uh, he didn't have time to make it into work. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, man, we're good today. And, like, I don't think he really liked it anyway because he didn't realize that, like, if a customer comes to the counter – you got to hang up your personal phone call to help the customer at the counter, not tell the customer at the counter you'll be right with them and then go sponsor, talk about dude. racing to somebody on your phone. Yeah, it was a oh, there's, every day there was a sponsor. I know it. <laughs> and that's fine. I get it. I get it. I haven't quite figured but out yeah, that you nine to five deal yet. What time do you get up every day, Jared? I, I'm up early. It's, he uh, is. It's, he gets up early. It's six thirty, seven o'clock. I got a dog now, so he's a uh, he's on the feeding regiment. So he eats every two hours, like I do. So, oh, well, I have a couple more. I just brought these ones up on the Facebook page, and there's a couple good ones here. Actually, there's one, Rob. I want to ask you first. Um, Jason Bowers asked, favorite Ohio pea gravel track. I mean, I mean, I gotta be honest you're, with you're probably you. Probably biased. The but... reason I'm, well, yeah, but the reason I ever decided to start promoting Greenville is because I love that track and that place so much. So it's gonna be Greenville. But to be perfectly fair and perfectly honest, you know, I haven't raced that many Ohio tracks. I've raced Ashland like way, way back. I haven't raced it in recent years, but uh, um, I've I watched the amateur nationals there, and it was cool. You know, I think pretty much everybody likes Ohio pea gravel, but. I remember I liked Circleville back in the day. I think that was that really big wide one. I've maybe raced like five different Ohio pea gravel tracks, and I've never raced Lima, but I think, I think I'm scared of Lima, man. So maybe that's a good thing because I'm not great yeah. at cushion at all. You you named I'm not good at cushion. all my least favorite Ohio cushions, like the big wide, like the huge corners, sleeping corners. Um, like I like the Canton, Ohio. Like it's narrow. The fence, like there's a rickety wood fence right there. Like it's a point and shoot more of a track, you know, like a, a bell fountain. Like I like those, the old style racetracks. Like that's where I, I seem to shine a little bit more. Like you get, where you had to like get in above the cushion where there's only 10 foot of room, let alone 
you know, a huge sweeping corner. Like you actually had to get in and turn. I agree. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't love Lima because it's, it's such a like circular cushion where I like, I mean, Ashland's cool. Ashland's kind of like a point and shoot. It just gets really bad, like rain breaking bumps into the corners. Um, what was that Ohio cushion we did like three, four years ago? It was like more narrow than Frederick. It was like, we didn't even know if we we're going to race it. What was that place called? I couldn't even tell you. It was, but we, we showed small. up and we walked the track and there's rocks the size of my bush light can out there. Like it was, it was, it was more narrow than Frederick. Yeah. Like it was had narrow. Be, had Justin Jones whooped our ass. Well, yeah. he, he won. Yeah. He won. Um, yeah, Wait, I, know, to... I know one track I hated. I hated. Uh, I hated Dayton. That uh, oh, it was like a weird shape and like. Yeah, I, I, I rode I, there, I... and that was. That was one place I didn't even finish the race. I was like, no, nope, fuck this. I remember watching Dayton as a kid. I I got to ride it once, but in the very first practice session, a water truck broke. So we rode all day, but at that time when I rode it, I was a four fifty amateur. They they actually took the infield in they made it a little bit wider and i still thought it was narrow but uh going back to the lima deal like i don't even think lima is a true cushion track anymore it's more dirt with rock on top of it like i i feel like it gets to that hard base where it just quits digging yeah i mean you can argue like i always call it like gray cushions like york or um like anything in new york like monticello was like a gray cushion um trying to think like the last gray cushion i don't know there's like gray like frederick is like a grayish cushion it's like pea gravel and then like there's like dirt cushions where like lima is like a dirt cushion or like um ashland is kind of like a dirt cushion there's not really those ohio fairground tracks they don't resurface them for probably what every 30 years so all the pea gravel gets pushed off and it's yeah it's just kind of like a like a dirt type deal where it's it get they get rougher, I feel like, and it's not it's not the same. It's definitely there's definitely multiple different kinds of cushion tracks. And um, with that being said, last last fan question, I guess I'll I'll answer or I'll ask you is, um, and Rob, you can chime in on this too. I don't know how familiar you are with Ohio flat track racers, but who's on your Mount Rushmore? Another Rushmore question of Ohio racers. Like, who are your top four? Ohio racers of all time. Like I know you, you're not that old, so it's probably hard to go back to like the seventies and eighties, but you're picking four, maybe four guys you looked up to. And then Rob, I'll let you chime in. Um, who you picking Jared? I would have to say like growing up, it's, uh, you know, you always heard of like, maybe like the Gary Scott, like all those kind of guys, but I never watched those kind of guys race. It wasn't my cup of tea, like growing up, like, those guys were already done and gone. It's uh, the more the Dan Gideon, the Ricky Marshall, you know, and honestly, like I never traveled that much as a young kid. I stayed in Ohio. So honestly, my mechanic, like Ben Evans, like you're like, he, he rode around Ohio cushion tracks. And uh, um, I can't even think of many more, you right. know, Kyle going our, uh, of course, yeah, rotor national number 66. Like it, it's, even at it was towards the end of his career when I started getting into it, you know, uh, there's actually pictures of me as like a five-year-old kid riding around Lima on our little push bikes with rotors kids. And, uh, so we're like the same age. So it's kind of cool to look back and, um, 
Yeah, those are kind of the guys I looked up to, but I actually got to race quite a bit with Ben and Ricky and Dan Gideon. Uh, it was pretty fun. Rob, you got a you got a top yeah, four I don't Ohio know. deal? I mean, I don't I don't really know four of them. I mean, obviously I know who everybody he was talking about, but I don't know enough to know that like they're uh, you know my Mount Rushmore. I would have to say mine would involve uh, for sure Ronnie Rawl. Um, he's an older dude, obviously. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, of course, both rotors, though, dad and, you know, uh, son. And then Jess, man, I, I raced against Jess on 883s, and obviously he was he was definitely faster than I was. But, uh, um, but that just, to just creep out, now I got my Vander Cookie, my Vander Booger. I think you could go, um, I was going to go Ronnie Raw, both George Rotors and Moorhead. Um, but yeah, more, I, think, I didn't even duh Finley Flyer. I didn't yeah, even know him. I mean, I definitely think Jared, you got a shot to knock off. I mean, if you can keep a like George, uh, the younger George Ritter, he he did it for a long time, and he was a he was a threat for probably fifteen years, man. Um, and when and if he wasn't like he was, he won one national. He won I ninety six, which is a clay track, pretty crazy. But he was winning every outlaw Ohio race for so long. But I think if you uh, keep the pace you're going, you could, you'd have a shot on there, man. That's... Yeah. I, I think I, so. I've, I've heard a lot of stories about George and uh, definitely like on Norwalk, Ohio. I don't know if Rob's ever been there or not, or you, uh, but I remember like that was his home track, you know, Norwalk and it's tight, narrow half mile. And dad was telling me it's times of like, George wanted to win that race so bad it didn't pay much, but he would end up in the road like he'd crash to the fence. Or one time his XR is actually on top of a freaking barn, like outside turn four, like he crashed so big. Like he like is one of those things where even at, going back to like Lima, uh Joe Cop was telling me a story. He's like, I always went and watched George Roder at Lima. I said, My dad was like, Why'd you go watch George? He goes, Because that's the fast line. And if I can figure out how to do that for 25 laps, I'm going to win this race. So he said, maybe George didn't have that fitness for that long, but he goes, if I could do that for 25 laps, I know I can win. Yeah. And you mentioned Dan Gideon, uh, cool Beth, me and Jake John, a couple of uh, early two thousands guys, we call him Dan, get it on. Um, he's a wild one. He would just completely full lock up his triumph mid corner it was pre pretty awesome to see, but you're, you're waiting for the high side. It never happened. And uh, yeah, he had some really good results on the, the, over the years. And then you, you uh, talked about Ricky Marshall and um, I've, I've brought up Ricky Marshall a few times on the podcast and he's an Ohio kid that um, when I was getting in the racing, he was the top amateur. I think he won the horizon award the year before I started um, super nice guy, super approachable, Short, stocky, looked like a wrestler, huge biceps. The guy looked like he could bench press his bike. And he'd go out there and uh he had a he didn't he only raced pro maybe five years, but he had some really solid top five, top six finishes. And yeah, Ricky Marshall, man. I uh I haven't heard from him in probably a decade. And I'd love to catch up with Ricky. So um I mentioned a few times on here, but anybody knows Ricky, man, I really, really fun guy to hang out with. We've we've had some brewskis together and uh, really cool guy. So uh, I heard he detached himself from the sport a little bit, but I would love to uh, 
catch up with him. He's a good guy. So. Yeah, he's, he seems to be doing good. You know, got a couple kids now, a wife, and he's, uh, you know, he's got a really good job that he gets to travel with a little bit, but definitely, you know, out of, out of the fly track world. But I, I still, I'm still in contact with Dan quite a bit, and uh, he gives me shit every now and again. And it's pretty fun to, have to catch up. Cool. Well, Rob, any final questions? Talk about with J Rod here. We'll do the high low. Um, anything we can bring up, give him shit about. Um, any, maybe, I'm trying to think. Maybe like Sammy's in Pensacola or the Dueling Piano Place. <laughs> no comment, man. I can't be giving away all your secrets. How about a roller skating night? Anything about that? Your that was birthday? pretty good. Yeah, I did not realize someone could be as shitty on roller skates as B Rob. Good God. <laughs> and then your little red afro was perfect. Man, I got to find those pictures. They're on one of my phones, too. That was awesome. That was so much fun, too. Like, you wouldn't think it'd be so much fun, but it is. I think we should do a, uh, an AFT. We should do an AFT Olympics and see like, <laughs> if any flat track riders are good at any other sports. You kept doing Besides dance battles bicycle. on the street. What was that the night that I got an argument with like a 12 year old kid on roller skates? Was it? Yeah, um, I don't remember what happened. You got in a lot of arguments with 12 year olds. <laughs> there was like this 12 year old <laughs> kid at the skating rink, and I don't know what he what happened, but I just know like I'm in the middle of the skating rink arguing with this 12 year old kid about something, and uh, it was just like a really out of out of body, um experience to me i'm like all of a sudden i mean we were we were fucking drunk like we were tips we went to where we go oh cheddars did we go to cheddars yeah okay yeah we did go to cheddars we did go to cheddars and we had we went straight we went straight mixed drinks we didn't fuck around with beer no it was the fucking jameson or something oh oh, remember brandon's face (laughs) yeah do you remember brandon's face we got a picture yeah yeah so we took we were taking shots to jameson that's how where this night was going and then all of a yeah. sudden I'm like, I'm like arguing with this 12 year old kid about, I don't even know what it was. It was probably something stupid. Um, and I just like, yeah. And then we did, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, Rob's birthday shenanigans are always pretty good. And we got me and Jared, we got to experience that one. That was pretty awesome. Sorry. Sound, sound issues here, but uh, all right. Well, yeah, I guess if there's no nitty gritty questions, I mean, yeah, I can't really think of much, so let's get to it. Well, we skipped the whole Richie Morris racing uh, years. How was – what was uh, – I mean, was... <laughs> No, I mean, I, I rode for Richie. Uh, I was actually teammates with Shayna, you know, Corey's little sister. <laughs> <laughs> As you can I'll say take it. for the first time. <laughs> uh, in 2017, we rode for Richie, and, um, I mean, it was – like I said, it, it's, it was a huge learning curve. It was my third year in the twins class. Um, actually the first time riding for an exact team and, you know, there was ups and downs, you know, I think I got fired with like five rounds to go for no performance. Uh, but we ended up finishing the season somehow. I talked him into it and, uh, yeah, I mean, that rest is history. <laughs> That's all I could say. Like that was my first time. I think we got done with the Williams Grow main event. I sat front row it was a day race because it rained out and it was right on the bottom it was dry slick piece of shit is that one barnes cartwheels yeah barnes okay. barnes cartwheels like there's seven eight red flags it seems like ryan varnes he cartwheels into jake johnson 
And then after the race, what? He, he's mad at after the <clears throat> sorry, hold on a second. After the race, so Ryan Varnes, he cartwheels in the Jake going in the, on the restart in the corner. After the race, he's pissed because he says Jake went into the corner too slow. And that's why he cartwheeled into <laughs> It was the very first corner of the restart. Farns, I think, is in like seventh place, and Jake's in like third on the XG. And Farns like goes way under the groove in these marbles, passes four guys, and high sides off Jake. And everyone's like, "What the hell is Varnes doing?" <laughs> and Varnes is mad at Jake. He's mad at Jake. And we're like, we're just trying to explain the the Varnes, like, "Hey, dude, like." That was kind of on you. <laughs> but he, he's like, I, I had a shot at a podium. It's like, yeah, when you on the start when you dive bomb 30 people. <laughs> but no, it was it was after that race where she's like, Hey, I think we're gonna have to let you go. And I'm like, Can we at least finish out the year, dude? <laughs> Please, I don't have a ride. <laughs> I'll pay you. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, that, that was my RMR experience. Well, at least you got that over with. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's do the high-low line. Um, Rob, if I'm doing any of these, you can think of some funny ones, man. If they just crushed your mind, feel dude, free to throw them in. No, and I hate to be an a-hole, but, dude, I got a jet. Oh, shit. All right. You're going to you're gonna have to do the – you guys got to do the high-low handy J without me. Is the Chinese food hitting you early or what? I didn't have Chinese food, man. I made tacos, dude. I told you that. What do you have to do? I, it's eight fifty here. I got to put four kids to bed. Seven kids. All right. I don't have seven. I'll bring you some though. But hey, seriously though, congratulations to Jared. Just want to say that publicly. Oh, Jared is in, I guess. <laughs> no, that that's a rumor. <laughs> you heard it here right, first, man. folks. I right, love you guys, see you, man. Yeah, bye. Peace, buddy. Rama Cliff. He's gone. He, <laughs> yeah, he's he, gone. He's out. He's out. <laughs> he's, he's... I guess we'll finish it between us. All right. Well, high low. Get a hold of Frankie. I should, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. He's bounced. He doesn't have anything to do. No. Um, he's watching the Olympics right now. He's ADHD, man. He'll like, does he call you and he'll be like, you'll be talking mid, like mid combo. He'll be like, all right, buddy, I got to go. Call you later. Be good silence i'll be like you're not gonna call me later yeah he just hangs up um all right high low line this or that um brief explanation i only have four god darn it all right we'll, we'll try and roll with these what do you like better motocross supercross supercross i i respect the motocross uh i'm gonna say fitness in both but watching the motocross guys and knowing how gnarly it actually is i appreciate that the most but Supercross is just, like, so fluent. Like, that impresses the hell out of me. Yeah, and I've always been a Supercross guy. And now the more I, like, I follow the sport, I, like, I want to like Moto better. Um, I just think there's, like, the winner of Moto is, like, the true winner. Where, like, in Supercross, you can, like, get a good start. Everybody can crash behind you. And you can kind of, like, not luck into a win, but... It's more unpredictable, kind of. You think you like the moto more because now you're starting to get more into it and you respect the the fact of, like, how hard it actually is? Yeah, I mean, it's – I just like – I like the opportunity that guys have in moto to win. Like, you have 30 minutes. Like, if you're fast enough, you're going to fucking go to the front. Where in Supercross, 
you get a bad start, if you're like 10th off, there's really no passing anymore. Like, like there used to be. So I don't know. I want to like motocross better, but the supercross, like the stadium aspect, the the lights, the is there entry music. I think there's yeah, there's, there's yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. So there's that part of it's pretty. It's more of a show, which maybe something flat track needs. Man, what a, what would your entry song be if you had one? Has this been discussed? One uh, entry song. You're coming through the tunnel at Daytona or Volusia, whatever. What is your entry song? There's no song in particular, but I'm more of like a country, more hard, like kind of like in between country and rock or like the Kid Rock kind of deal. Like uh, I'm a Kid Rock fan. So Ba with the Ba or what's your song? I'll, I'll steal from uh, Brian Smith, but Bad Motherfucker. Bad Motherfucker. I'm Thunderstruck, dude. Thunderstruck? I'm, I'm, I'm a hard Thunderstruck guy. I don't know. I just, every time that the just it, it kicks on, I'm just, whew. Usually me and my friends, we do like a drinking game. Every time it says thunder, you get the chug until the next time it says. I'd be hammered 10 <laughs> seconds in. Um, all right. Sorry, guys. We're having audio. I keep having to adjust the audio on this. It's uh, like I'm not a tech guy, so we're trying to make this work. Um, XR750 or FTR750? I guess that's a very broad question, but let's pick. Which one do you would you want to own to keep in your garage? And which one do you really ride an XR? Really, you're like blunt. Right? Yeah, I, I rode an XR actually two times. Um, Bernie Brees, uh, with Brees Harley Davidson in Ohio, they gave me a, an XR to ride up at a really classy event in uh, Cortland, Michigan, or wherever it was freaking whatever that series was that scammed everyone out of money uh with christy control steal your money nationals yeah steal your money nationals um i rode an xr up there at a half mile and uh did you get paid that, for that anyway no you never got paid the last no. how much did she have five grand you you rode five grand yeah i'm owed like 2400 so like from there i rode an xr there then when i signed with uh the factory harley team we rode the factory harley xr at a at a test so that's the only xr experience i have so i'd love to own one wow for the factory XR, yeah. What was the difference in the one you rode? Um, it did not run, so I, I did one? like three. Laps. <laughs> I did like three laps on it, but I'd love to own one an XR to hang in the garage to start it up here and there to listen to the sound of it because that's the best sounding flat tracker. But I'd have to ride the X or the FDR. Okay. Uh, so title contenders and Supercross, pretty much. It's kind of narrowing down already. We got Tomac and Anderson. Who are you? Uh, are you Team Fried or are you Tomac? Um, I, I always put Team Fried. Um, I like Anderson, just like the fluent riding style of him, but the the grit of like Tomac is just unstoppable. So I'm going to put him for a championship, but I always put um, Anderson kind of like for a win. Like Anderson's going to win it or get fourth, I think. Or Tomac, if he does get the start, which is very rare. Like, I think he's going to be towards the championship title, which, but I'm a big web guy and he hasn't Struggling. been, he hasn't been nowhere to be seen. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I used to not like web at all, but like recently I like, I like his mindset. Like he's, he's pretty, pretty like tough mentally and uh, he's struggling. It's tough to see, but uh, 
you look at the guys that are beating him, they're all freaking good. Like the Supercross, this is the most stacked year for Supercross I've ever seen. I don't even think it's close. Like everybody is so good, like all the way through the pack, and nobody's really hurt yet. Like nobody, no contenders really have gotten hurt, really, that I can think of. Savachi has been yeah, he's there. Oh, seeing Cirillo, yeah, he's been hurt. Well, he came, he came in hurt though. So he came in hard, hurt. which is yeah, it sucks to see. But well, we just had a Super Bowl. Ohio team was in it. Cincinnati Bengals they lost, but you're kind of closer, close, closer ish to Cleveland. Are you a Bengals or Browns guy? Um, I'm more of a Bengals guy, but honestly. I didn't start watching football to the playoffs. Like I didn't, I don't really, I'm not a follower. My dad, he's a Bengals guy. Um, my cousins are Bengals and Browns. So, but honestly, I watch way more Bengals than I do the Browns. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's a, one of those things where when it, when it, if the game's on and I have nothing to do, I'm going to sit down and watch it, but it's, I'll, I'll miss it to go riding. Like, okay. Um, I guess I want to follow up with this. You're a Super Twins guy, so I can't ask you who you think is going to win the Super Twins title because you're going to win, right? Fuck it. Um, I'm Production Twins, so if I ask you who's going to win Production Twins, I, I want you to pick me. That's just I want you to pick me. Um, singles, though, wide open, dude. Um, Dallas is out. Two-time champ. Who are you picking? It's pretty It's pretty wide open. Like, uh, who, who are your thoughts? Man, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's, uh, I think Bruner is learning every year um, where I think he has a lot of maturing to do as far as settling down and doing like more of a championship style r- racing. Um, but man, Max is just solid everywhere. Um, I think his bikes can be a little bit quicker on the miles. I know he's six foot 11, um, but I think he, he's going to be good. Uh, he's he's in the mindset. I've been riding with him quite a bit lately, and he's in the mindset where he's just gonna, you know, take it race by race. And I think that's where it needs to be. Like, just you can't put too much pressure on yourself before the season even starts. Like, there's such a long year, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys in that class that are gonna be good. TT short track, Dalton, but, yeah, Dalton's uh, yeah, no, I know. I love Merg's. You know, as far as the lines he chooses and stuff like that. Um, but man, I think of those Hondas are just a little bit too quick for some of the tracks they're on. Um, I don't know if they're changing much or what the deal is, but yeah, I mean, the Honda team's going to come in strong, Dalton and Merck. But uh, Dalton's going to be good on certain tracks where Merck's not, and vice versa. Yeah, and. I don't know. I haven't really picked a guy. Um, obviously I'm, I'm, I work with Trent and I'm trying to get Trent there, but if I don't have to pick somebody other than Trent, like if we're looking at a guy, I just think Dalton's that guy. Like he's seems really confident. He seems like he won the throwdown. He did really good at the world championship, Pensacola. What does Rob fucking call his race? World championship Olympics, something, something. Um, Dalton looked really good there. And I just think he's confident and he's, He's comfy on the 450. He's on a really fast bike. I think on the miles, he's going to be a problem. And uh, I think in that class, if you if you win five races, five if you let's say if you win six races out of what is there seventeen, you're in a really good spot to to win this thing. So um, 
So yeah, I think I think that could be I think that could be good for Dalton. So we'll we'll see. But um, Jared's doing a quick bathroom break. I want to make sure we're gonna wrap this up here in a bit. But before we do uh, our final goodbyes, I want to make sure we shout out these sponsors again that make this show happen week in and week out. Um, again, sorry we're having some uh, audio issues. I have to keep adjusting the volume, but want to give a shout out to Mission Foods. Uh, check out their website, find their products at your local store and just support those that support us. They do the too fast, too tasty mission challenge They're doing the mission challenge and the production twins this year. And they help sponsor a lot of different races, American flat track and our podcast. Thanks a lot and pod. So shout out to mission foods, bell helmets and bell power sports. Appreciate all their support. The quality and safety of these helmets is unmatched. And like I say, man, do your research on these helmets and, and, uh, and get what you feel comfortable with. And for me, making the switch to bell was one of the best decisions I made in my racing career. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm currently wearing the race star flex and then I wear the moto 10 when I'm riding moto. So check out bellhelmets.com and you can check out all their products. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha racing. I'm a current blue crew rider. I'm on the MT 07, um, been on the Yamaha brand for three years and just stoked to have their support on the podcast. It's really cool to have a brand that I race and I've won championships on supporting our podcast. So, um, in addition, you know, ATV side-by-side snowmobile and power products, Yamaha revs your heart, Indian motorcycle, big shout out to Gary Gray, the whole team at Indian motorcycle for supporting what we're doing here on our podcast and supporting the sport, really good contingency, hooligan racing. Um, they just do, you know, bagger racing, American flat track, supporting events. They're just really invested and uh, they have a really cool thing going over at Indy motorcycle and happy to have their support. Moto America, May 10th to 12th. Oh, sorry. May 10th to 12th. Sorry. Again, we're about when we started this show, we're more beers in than when we started. We'll just put it that, uh, Moto America, March 10th to 12th Daytona international speedway, the return of the Daytona 200. We're going to do a Moto America preview show on this pod here before we get to that. But um check out the action if you're in daytona if you can't be there live make sure you subscribe to the live plus package uh just stoked to have moto america on board once again this year and uh, big fans of the sport and everything they're doing over there with that series dunlop motorcycle tires check out their website dunlop motorcycle tires.com 19 inch and 17 inch tires that's right 17 inch tires for the 85 cc and mad dog bikes really cool tire and and they're keeping it going and uh, they've been doing a lot of giveaways with our podcast too. So uh, just, just really, really excited to have a, have the brand on board with us. And another shout out to Jerry Stinchfield roof systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out Jerry's website, commercial roof systems.net. And if you're in the market for a roof, there, there's your guy. He's one of the best in the country at uh, commercial industrial roofing. So Thanks again, Jerry, for supporting what we do. J-Rod, that's a wrap, man. Uh, this could go on for hours, a lot to talk about. So we'll do a, re- uh, a second edition show here, maybe after your first win. Well, that's coming, right? Yeah, it might be uh, podcast 289 by then. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back on. And <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully Rob can join him back in for the full, you know, the full hour. But uh, He's fired. We'll pick up Frankie. Yeah, I mean – Probably Frankie a little bit better, but man, let's not tell Rob. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, the wind's coming, dude. What do you, how many, you have some seconds, right? You've gotten second how many times? I think last year, I, I think I ended up with five seconds last oh, shit, year. Really? Yeah. Damn. 
Yeah, I ended up uh, second at every discipline track last year. All right. Mile short track. You're a well-rounded silver silver medalist. (laughs) No, it's it's incredible, honestly. Like uh, to to finish second at every discipline is uh, it's 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 tough to do. Like it to to do to race a mile and then the difference between the mile and the TT and the short track and it's uh it's pretty awesome how you are well well well-rounded guy and and that's that's going to help you make that next step to be a championship contender because you can ride the track. So um, real fast, we didn't really touch upon it, but what differences are you making in your program? That's going to jump you to that next level. I mean, you're right there. So what's, what's going to take to be, or get up there with Briar and Jared. Yeah, honestly, it's just, uh, learning every year, you know, um, even when I was getting those second places last year, it's wow. You know, the, the sprint speed, those guys have the first five to eight laps is, you know, somehow they can qualify, say, at a 32 flat, so, but somehow they go 31-7 the first five laps. And, you know, it, it's – they have that discipline to where they know what they need to do the first five laps instead of, you know, getting up to speed. They don't get up to speed. They just go. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of learning that way and um, trying to pick up on that. But um, also my training program this year, you know, not just riding bicycle or motoring, but – you know, those guys go moto, then they go to the gym afterwards. And it's just that much more of a, a commitment that you got to do. And uh, I feel like I've, I've started to do that, you know, where it's work on stuff that you haven't in the past. And, you know, each year I add more and more to my program and, you know, well, it's, it, you don't know if it worked or not until, you know, you're in the middle of the season and, um, everyone can be good at the first couple of rounds, but Hey, it's, uh, it, it, and honestly, everyone says it. it's a long season and it is. Um, so yeah, you just got to stay dedicated and, uh, I'm excited for the challenge this year. Yeah. And it, you can only think about it or talk about it for so long. Everyone can talk shit all off season. And then it's like, uh, let's just get the season started and see where we're at. So we're right around the corner. Uh, appreciate you coming on, dude. I had you drive over here from, from Tito's house. He, uh, he chimed in with a question. He wanted to know what your, uh, your, uh, what's the best and worst part about your living situation right now. You're, you're, uh, camped out. He's dude for listeners. He's in his motor home for months camped out of RJ Overholtz. He's in his, you're in the driveway yeah. <laughs> and he's staying at RJ's house. Uh, just everybody's down in Florida, dude. Like it is a trendy thing right now. Um, I love it. Every year there's more and more guys down here. Like I, you can name, it's easier to name who isn't in Florida right now than who, who is like, I remember coming down here seven, eight years ago and nobody was down here. And now it's like, you can call up a dozen different guys to go train with. And it's uh, sometimes it can get overwhelming maybe, but it's really cool to have guys here to push you. Um, so that's been, yeah. it's been a really cool thing. Yeah. Huge thing to uh, RJ and Casey overhaul, you know, they're letting me stay in their driveway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like he was saying, there, there's multiple people. I mean, we go on bicycle rides that have eight to 10 people on, you know, and it's a trend, you know, where each year it's growing more and more. They see us down here training while they're maybe back in the snow. Yeah, they can run on a treadmill, but are they getting the ride time and stuff like that? So it's, it's exciting. And uh, we might have to find a new place here soon. I mean, <laughs> it's cool because, like, if you get pissed off at somebody, you can just go train with three other people. So it's, uh, <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, the, the days of the moto track and the bicycle rides are a lot of fun. So, uh, cool, man. Well, appreciate you coming on. I feel like I've literally watched you grow up. It's actually really crazy for me. Um, 
another kid, I just feel old. Like it's crazy. Cause I feel like you were, man, it's crazy. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. But. <laughs> My box truck was broke down in your driveway for two months one time. That's right. 2015, was it? Ah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Ah, it's crazy. I remember the first year you came and stayed with me, like during the summer for a week or two. It's, ah, it's just been a long journey. It's cool to see you kind of grow up and develop into a championship guy, man. So, uh, yeah, best of luck this year. I want to see you get that first win and get you back on to talk about it. So appreciate everybody for listening. Make sure you subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, hit up the sponsors to make this show happen. Uh, without their support, we wouldn't be able to do this. Shout out to Billy who, uh, keeps these shows going by making sure they're fully edited. Um, like I said, I'm not a tech guy, so I want to give a shout out to Billy for, for making this happen. And yeah, I ain't got much else. Got to clean up the, throw out, recycle these beer cans and uh, call it a night. We out.